1: That's better than this. Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts. Chris Schubert's here floating around producing this thing. We're from the Draft Network and we're brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news and game trends over at BetOnline. They feature live betting, free contests and giveaways all season long. They have every sport. So head on over to BetOnline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code Believe—that's that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's BetOnline, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, a happy National Margarita Day to you. Oh, see, how, you done did well.
2: You, you did well. Uh, sugar or salt on your rim? Neither. What about you? Mm, do you drink it with a straw, too? no i don't drink it with a straw okay
1: good good <laughs> you, you if the cup is too ginormous right sometimes you need that straw but but uh yeah, typically not no no i don't care if
2: it's a fishbowl i'll stick my head in that bitch and oh okay tip it up yeah no i'll just like i'm face down in the pool and oh, just start okay. drinking that way yep like a dog yep uh no i mean like submerge my head in like an astronaut's helmet type like the the parties yes yeah okay just go bobbing for apples in the bottom of the margarita for some like cut up lime wedges or something like that
1: something has occurred to me as i consider national margarita day and uh, the lovely source that i use to let me know what days it is it's it's using a a picture of a a margarita that is not green. Uh, I, I think this is it's yellow. I don't know what
3: flavor. It's got a pineapple slice in it because I'm looking at the it, same site you it are. It does.
1: Here, here's what this just occurred to me, and I'm aware that there are there are non lime flavors of margaritas. But Kyle and Chris, my guys, I've never
3: had a non lime margar- margarita. My, tell me, tell me you've never gone to Chili's and had a Presidente margarita without telling me you've yeah, never gone to Chili's I, and had a Presidente. I haven't. I've been with you
1: to Chili's and I've seen you order this, but I've never consumed a non lime margarita. I feel it's like true. I'm missing out. You you are
3: missing God. out. I'm disappointed you didn't you didn't take National Cook a Sweet Potato Day. Or... You are over. Oh, you're disappointed by that. <laughs> Me of all people, disappointed. You
1: know what? Sweet potatoes are phenomenal. I, I I eat them a lot. And you know what I've realized? You don't have to do anything to them. You can get like the the microwavable ones. You don't have right. to put Just butter on. You have to pop it in they're, the microwave. They're sweet. Right. They're good. They're good. Like uh, that. Would you, like would that. you ever eat? Would you ever eat one as a snack? have oh I've done this before millions of times. Yes. Let's go eat a goddamn snack. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Kyle, or, uh chris i'm disappointed that you're not disappointed that i didn't uh, pick national
3: walking the dog day that's not an option for me on the website that i'm looking. oh at. yeah no it is we're looking I see at at the national, same thing national cook of sweet potato day national supermarket employee day okay yeah shout out to those folks and national california day mm. yeah wouldn't be <laughs> in my care. wouldn't don't be in my care. top five Still of states don't care i don't care it's true don't care don't care. Play more cards day. I'm sure that's one for you, Chris. That is definitely one for me. Uh, Check the tape Wednesday here on the podcast. You two have you told me in the pre show you had checked the tape topics. You did not. You were not interested in sharing them with me or each other. So I have no idea where we're going on today. So show. and Joe did say, quote, I'm going to pull a Kyle on the show today. So I don't know what that means. I yeah.
2: I know what it means. And I regret to inform you, Joe, I am also going to pull a Kyle. <laughs> oh wow! So we're, so we're really not checking I, any
1: tape today. Great. I, I
2: I can talk about Vic Fangio's defense if you want, but I am I do. I'm, I
1: was, I'm hopeful. I've been waiting hoping.
2: on bated breath to find out what your non-grinding tape topic is, and if it conflicts with mine, because like there's a a possibility that that could be the case. So. I would love to know what your topic
1: is. Well, then that's committing me to going first. You, you can go first. That's but it, I'm, what I'm saying is, if you're doing Vic, let's get to that first because that's going to be better I, than mine.
2: I think even if we do two topics that are not Vic, we will have time to do Vic.
1: All right. So I, this is committing me to going first.
2: Yeah. Because right. I because oh. I always have the fallback option of doing Vic.
1: Oh, okay. All right. If you take my topic. I am trying very hard. I need to be able to use the chat function here.
2: And that's okay. It paid every Yeah, They they, they did an update and they moved all the. Well, Kyle, you know what the problem is? Your
1: name's not Kyle Krabs on on this program that we're using. And so when I loaded it up, I couldn't. I didn't know who these people were. All right. I couldn't
3: find the soundboard. So I could. Chris, you you couldn't find the unmute button either. I saw you talking to yourself. It was was true. I I wanted to do. I wanted to do this. Check the tape. Because we're checking right, the tape. Uh, folks, check check the chat, actually, if you will. Check the chat. Because this is what button. I want to talk oh, okay. about. Here. Hold on. Hold on. That's a button this over here. This is what I want to oh, talk this about. This is now it's a link to a tweet. A tweet. It's a link yeah. to, to a tweet. going to open another tab. browser tab. Yep. And I go over
2: yep.
1: here. Problems galore here, folks. Do you okay, want me to I'm send good. I'm out. out I'm it's out. from out, the out, KC like...
2: Sports Network. It's still loading. Okay, Chiefs finish seventh overall this season in rookie snaps. And then it has the top six. It has all top 32.
1: 30, all 32 teams snaps. the National this Football League. Is Jordan Davis segment? Is that what this is Oh, here? it can be. It can be. Yes, we, we can do that. That wasn't the intent. I just wanted to talk about Christ. this data. Yeah, We have all 32 teams ranked in order of most all snaps. All 32. All of them ranked in order of most snaps by rookies offensive defensive and then total uh ranging from the number 1 team the Houston Texans at 5079 rookie snaps all the way down to the Philadelphia Eagles 860 total snaps from rookies in the year 2022 and so i thought this was really fun data it's it's good information and wanted to kind of lean on you guys and of course myself to talk about the most meaningful Takeaways from this information. I'll go ahead and start because I've certainly had more time to consider this information because I've been planning on this. The number one takeaway that I have here as I consider the teams at the top, which is Houston, Seattle, those are both over 5,000. Then the Bears at number three at 4,840. Then the Giants at number four at 4,018. And then you get to the Titans, 3,942, right? So there's even within the top five, the the range there is pretty significant. There's sixteen hundred snaps. That's not true. I don't know how to do math. That's there's eleven 1, hundred snaps mm. between. Go ahead, do it. Do it. No, now I gotta go back over here and yeah. open up the bar now. And yeah,
0: draft dudes do math. Yeah, there,
1: there it is. Got it out of the way quick here. There...
0: Not a math guy. Yeah,
1: that was probably the better play there. Uh, eleven 1, hundred snaps between one and five. Right. But what I, the common denominator to me with all five of those teams is rookie offensive linemen. Rookie offensive linemen drive up these snaps, right? Because they play every offensive snap. You look at Seattle at number two, two rookie offensive tackles. Kenyon Green for the Houston Texans. And, and of course, they had 11 rookies. Uh, the Bears, 15 rookies. Again, Braxton Jones, a, a rookie offensive lineman starter. Evan Neal, 12 – or excuse me, the Giants, 12 rookies. Uh, Evan Neal, one of the rookie starters at right tackle the the Titans played Nicholas Petit Friere at right tackle all year. So my, my, my first takeaway when considering this data is that it is heavily influenced by the teams that have a rookie starter along their offensive line. How about some of these
2: defensive numbers too? I mean, Chicago, 3,500 snaps defensively, Houston, 3,200 snaps defensively. I mean, Two of the top four teams are playoff teams. Yep. How, how's that for a number? The Giants with twenty, approximately 2,500, Seattle with 2,300 defensively. So I think if you're one of those two teams, uh, the top four was the top two picks in the draft and a couple of wildcard teams. If you happen to be on the wildcard unexpected teams. Unexpected wildcard teams, side of, right? Unexpected yeah. wildcard teams. So if you're on that side of that fence and that club, Good for you guys. You got to feel really excited. Now, I I think it's probably not unreasonable to to worry about regression if the standard that was set was, was playoff teams because player development, as we know on this show, is not linear, right? There will be players who were outstanding as rookies who take monumental, huge steps forward in their second year. There will be players who were monumental rookies, who take marginal steps forward in their second year. And then there will be rookies who were outstanding and they will be the exact same player mm-hmm. in their second year as what they were in their first. So um, that's the challenge for those players and those teams is to continue to hit above average as player development goes now that you've gotten the head start of getting so many snaps for these guys early on.
3: Howie Rose been think- playing this game on a different playing field than everybody else, eh? Yeah, well, so 30,
1: the, the Eagles were dead last uh, in rookie snaps at 32. What if we include A.J. Brown's snaps? Well, he's not a rookie, so that wouldn't fit well, the they, criteria. They used but a yet, first round pick on it. They though. did, and they also had a first round pick that played about 300 snaps on the year, I think, maybe, maybe less.
3: I mean, Joe. Um, so they're the only man, team that he has gave less over than a thousand of their
1: rookie defensive snaps. That's a great
2: first round. That's a great pick. You know, in the first when you round. look
1: at it like that. Um, how about this one? This one really pops for me. The Los Angeles Rams, thirty-first on this list, with the most rookies. rookies. Sixteen rookies on their roster. Second fewest rookie snaps in the NFL.
2: And. And all of the injuries that they had throughout the season, still managed the second least. This is what happens when all your picks come in the fifth, sixth, seventh
1: round, though. That's <laughs> true, right? Probably a lot of UDFA's too. I'm sure. Correct. How about the discrepancy? If you look at two teams here in the the Chiefs at number seven, and the Lions at number eleven. Which you know they're both they're both at over three thousand snaps from rookies. But they skew heavily towards defense, um, where the Chiefs really made a calculated choice this year to really move on from some veteran players. You know, it's Honey Badger. You think about Rashad Fenton, uh, some guys at linebacker as well, and, and really invested a ton in this defense. They, they had, I think, they had six picks. That yeah, I do have the hold on. Where's the data? Where's my notepad? The data. Got it right here. They 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 had uh, six picks this past year in the first four rounds of the draft. Five of them on defensive players. Sky Moore being the the offensive player. Like this was a calculated choice, and it worked for them. Um, when they won the Super Bowl with with a huge amount of snaps on on defense for rookies. I mean, literally their entire cornerback situation, like including their slot corner, and well, not Legarius Snead, but I mean with injuries and stuff, they wound up playing uh, Watson. Uh, Williams and uh, McDuffie, you know, like just a ton of snaps defensively from rookies. Same thing with the Lions. Now, kudos for it working out. Yeah, I don't know about you, but
2: throughout the first half of that Super Bowl, as I was watching that game unfold, my reaction had the score held, and obviously it didn't. There's credit to the entire Kansas City effort for that being the case. Yeah, and I understand that, you know, partial, you know, like the score counts for all 60 minutes, and I get that. But my number one storyline, if Philadelphia would have won that game in the fashion in which they played in the first half,
1: would have been Kansas City needing more on the outside defensively. A Million percent. I mean, think about the the special teams influence with that Citros punt that was an, a line drive to Tony. Like, if this does, if the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl, I think we look at that number differently. We say, you know what, that was a miscalculation. But the margins are always so slim, right? And I think that that
2: highlights the, the fortunes and luck that is... All you got to do is put yourself in a position to do it and then go make a couple plays. Easier said than done. Only one team ever does it every single <laughs> right, year. Right. But the best you can hope for is to put yourself in a position to go do that.
1: And just yeah. go play your ass off and see what happens. I think we're uncomfortable acknowledging...
2: The, the uncontrollable. Yeah, man, there's just luck in a championship.
1: There is, man, there, there just is like every Super Bowl champion ever think they had a, a series of things that went their way. Right. And I know that luck favors the prepared and, you know, you can always lean into those quotes, but there's always that truth that we're a little bit uncomfortable acknowledging. What to, do you guys see a relationship here between a team that? is a contender that you think has staying power among the top teams in the league and rookie contributions that make you feel
3: even better about where they are in terms of staying power. Jacksonville Jaguars, Jacksonville's the name. They're eighth on this list and like it feels like they're just getting started and they won the division and you know they got a pretty good quarterback and most of their contributions are skewed to the defensive side of things. You feel pretty good about that. And you have Trevor. Trevor's only going to get better and right. Feel
2: good about that nucleus.
1: Yeah, I like that. Detroit's kind of in that range, too. I know they didn't make the playoffs, but you feel like they are going to be really well positioned from the, the playing time that their young players got this past year. So one one to watch for me
2: is the 49ers. Obviously, they've they've been very aggressive with their draft capital over the last couple of years, uh, but they have positioned themselves. They were they were twenty sixth in the NFL with eighteen hundred snaps defensively, and uh, they were within five hundred snaps of being twenty second as the high water mark, and they were within five hundred snaps of being thirty first as the
3: low water mark. So, very definitively in the bottom eighth of the league. I don't want to be this guy to constantly yes. do this on the show every time. But the New Orleans Saints can't be at the bottom of this list with the strategy that they're employing. We, we got to do better here.
2: I wasn't done with the 49ers. Yeah, I, I oh. didn't
3: think you – oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I completely just interrupted you because I was, like, staring at the Saints and I was like, this Doesn't is a problem. If
1: you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass.
3: My apologies. Sincerely. What the hell, dude? What the hell?
2: Um, They don't have a first or second round pick this year, San Francisco. So I know that that was a conversation we had last year with San Francisco was oh they're they're going to lose some guys there's going to be a transitional window well then they did it again they went out and they got Christian McCaffrey and they got themselves another big contract and once again don't have a pick I don't think their top pick is scheduled until the compensatorys in the 3s now they have a couple of them but like you're not going to have a top 100 pick so that's fine for now but what that means this roster will look like In 2025, just know there's ramifications for that, and how they thread that needle will be fascinating, but that trend for San Francisco, them definitively being in the bottom quarter, I can't help but expect it will probably continue again next year based on their situation, and some of that is how firm their roster is, how good it is in a lot of different spots, and Hey, that's great. But you were in this spot only because you got your third string quarterback out there for the final 6 games of the regular season in the playoffs. If Brock Purdy doesn't play, how many snaps do the 49ers oh, have offensively?
1: Man, that's a great point. He, he was it six starts?
2: Yeah, and effectively a whole 7 game.
1: Yeah, you think about 70 about 70 snaps a game, it's 420. So you take 420 snaps away from them and they're they're 31st.
2: All right. So Brock Purdy, pro football reference. He played in six games plus the wild card round. Uh, His snaps in the regular season. 380. So not bad with my 420 estimate there. And then in the playoff game. Because this is through week 18, correct? That's what the graphic says. So then in the playoff game against Seattle, the 49ers ran 66 plays. So, I mean, you're talking 400, take 450 snaps off this number for the 49ers for Brock Purdy. Yeah, it's
3: low. So Chris, the Saints. (laughs) I apologize. Um, with the strategy that they employ i'm not surprised that they're down here towards the bottom because they just don't invest in their future but like if they're going to make the strategy work they need to get more contributions from rookies like that's the extra layer to the equation keep the core you have in place pay them a ton of money restructure their contracts kick it all out create maximum cap space you got to hit on their draft picks and they got, they got they only have six rookies yeah well i want you know if you get if you get Penning
1: healthy as your left tackle all year, that's that's a thousand snaps, right? That changes that quite, quite a bit. And and for as good as
2: Chris Olave was, he was banged up at yeah. the end of the year.
1: the The last real nugget that I wanted to bring up with this is going back to the top with Seattle and them having uh, the second most snaps, five thousand sixty seven. I mean, they're they're just a handful away from being the most. And they did it with seven rookies, seven. That's like the second lowest number on here. And that's, I mean, that just speaks to McMassive like massive hits. Charles Cross, Abraham Lucas, your starting tackles, Ken Walker, Tariq Woolen, Kobe Bryant. I mean, like you, you got a ton out of those seven players. And like, it, it was such a perfectly timed moment for them to have a foundational draft class like this as they like reset their direction and then had success as a team. Like that to me is so impressive.
2: Yeah, Seattle, Seattle is very well aligned for the next three years because of the success of this draft class. individually. Yeah. Now when those guys are all up the same year for contracts, <laughs> <laughs> have a quarterback problem a rookie to have. deal. That'd be, that'd be my, <laughs> that'd be my suggestion. Good old problem to have there. So, um, anything else? On this, no, I'm I'm good here. I'm gonna do a risky thing. Oh boy,
3: I'm gonna share my screen. Okay, <laughs> now where now where would I go to do that? Uh, maybe it'll just come up here in the in the video screen here. Should pop in right here, correct? Oh, oh it wow, oh, oh wow. I did wow.
2: So right. ignore the title of the document, but what I did, you know, every year Mike Clay puts out the free agency list. He does. It's a very list. helpful resource for anybody who pays attention to the NFL offseason. I use that as my launch point for the names. And I tried to tier out free agency in the form of a horizontal board. If you're not familiar with a horizontal board, each column vertically is a position. And each uh, row horizontally is tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four. So it gives you an opportunity to see where value and surplus and quality options align as it pertains to the top and the bottom of the free agent market. And I wanted to pull up all of the offensive and defensive positions to highlight what the horizontal draft board looks like and have us talk about it here on the show for the tone, setting the tone for free agency, which is going to open in like three weeks from today, really. Three weeks from today, the free agency will open. So we have the NFL combine in this stretch. Players are going to get extended. Players are going to get re-signed. But just looking at this right now is the best that this free agent class is going to look. What stands out to you guys from available talent?
1: So this, I don't know if it's important for us to be able to read the names here, but
3: it got very blurry and they're true. not readable. It, it, is, it is true. Can't see the list. Well, if you could share the, the list. The, the so doc, I, be, I would say be this, better. though.
1: If it's not important to see the names, you can still use the tool because the of the concentration of where the players are. Um, And now it's gone. I, I'm going to try it. to reshare. I don't want to share
2: this document with you because it's a top it's secret over. document with a bunch of shit in it.
1: Can you read it now? No. Yes. Oh, no. No. It like it's.
3: I think okay. it's reducing the resolution so that it can share with so, us. Right. If that right. Makes sense. And so, and so that what you're going to have to do, Kyle, is you're just you're, you're going to have to share it with us if you want. Or just to copy able. paste that particular one to a
1: document. I will copy
2: and paste this there it is. particular snippet of information with you because oh, I do think that the names are obviously very helpful. Okay,
3: so I want to go to – Chris, can you, can you filibuster what, here for me? I mean, I, I, what would you like me to filibuster with? you?
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, it just literally anything. What's
3: on your mind? How was how well, your day you know, today? You know what? I'm feeling pretty good. Derek Carr's meeting with the Jets went really well, so I, I saw that. I, I am feeling pretty good about, and the darkness retreat should be over. <laughs> I think today. So it feels good to have options, doesn't it? Does it feels great to have options. Do you know what I would also you know what would feel great to be able to see this doc that you're putting together for us to be I am literally in the process of of naming the document right now. Okay, well then I feel like I've done a good good enough job here filibustering so that you can Okay. So in the chat you guys will receive Uh, the link to open the document. Okay. Look at this. Wow,
2: this is fantastic. Docu- <laughs> Document secured. I can okay. See it in,
3: in, okay.
2: Now now we have a little bit more energy about the segment. Oh, for sure. I was sure. I was wondering why no one lit up to any degree. Well, it's because we well, couldn't see it, you know. Well, I understand that now.
1: So these are all the names or is there how there did you pick and are, There choose are
2: them? more names than this. I tried to pick the most relevant names and not put on the career practice squad offensive lineman who's going to be on a 53-man roster in training camp or at the, at the okay, start so of the season, but is going to get cut.
3: Don't mind me, but what was the question again?
2: Where What stands out to you about available talent, potential scarcity, surplus value, where are names that you like? Did I classify any players in any tiers in this free agent market that you disagree
1: with? Just tear it to shreds. Okay. The, the, got, the most the, – the, the market the, – the position Chris, group where there's yet. the – He's not done yet, Chris. You have more questions about this? No.
2: Chris started to say something like he cut oh. me off, and I wanted to put him in his place so that he didn't oh. do the same thing to
1: you that he did to me. Okay. Uh, it's very clear to me that this is an outstanding crop of free agent running backs. That's where you have the highest concentration of premium tier one and tier two talent. It's at running back and linebacker.
2: So let's let's flesh that out. The Tier 1 running backs that I have down are Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. I think probably just about anybody would be hard-pressed to argue any of those not being in Tier 1 off the season that they just had. I'm sure there would be some uh, fans of the star who would like to make an argument for Tony Pollard to be in the Tier 1. I have Tony Pollard, Miles Sanders, and Kareem Hunt as the Tier 2 running backs and then dipping down into tier three is guys like David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, Damian Harris, uh, Rashad Penny, if he could ever stay healthy, uh, Raheem Mostert, so on and so forth. Tier three free agent running backs. Do you want to do linebackers too? Sure. And Chris, I'd be interested in your thoughts on Quincy Williams here being a tier two
3: free agent linebacker. Yeah, that's. I think that's an aggressive evaluation, but I'm not going to be against it. So Levante, David, and Tremaine Edmonds are Tier 1. And then
2: Tremaine Pratt, TJ Edwards, who had a phenomenal year for the Eagles, David Long, who's been very good for the Titans, and Quincy Williams as Tier 2. I thought about Bobby Okereke and Drew Tranquil. They're at the very top of Tier 3. Uh, and then Deion Jones, Kaiser White, Cody Barton, the other Tier 3 linebackers.
3: Not a bad year if you need a safety.
2: Yeah, I really like this safety. And I like the guys in tier two and tier three more than I like the guys in tier one, as far as potential signing of those players. Like you do the whole opportunity cost and how much are you going to pay these guys? You can give me one Thornhill or Nasir Adderley 10 times out of 10 before I'm paying 15 plus million dollars to either Poyer or um, Jesse Bates.
3: Jay, you kind of stole my talking point because the tier two running backs was the group that really stood out to me. Well, I think this.
1: I think these are the three spots. I think safety deserves – I should have said safety along with running back and linebacker. Those are good – those are rich positions. Now, that, that's today, right? So, you know, one or two of these right. guys gets extended, uh, then, you know, it changes things. The, the Giants have declared their intention to re-sign
2: Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, and we'll see if that gets done. But if, if that happens and Saquon Barkley's off the board, Lamar Jackson gets the franchise tag he would come off the board like really as far as tier 1 NFL talents that are
1: scheduled to be free agents you have 9 of them no you have 10 of them i i think i think this interior defensive line crop of Dalvin Tomlinson, Javon Hargrave, Deron Payne and i'm even going to lump in Draymond Jones from the Broncos into this i think all four of those players get north of 14 million dollars a season i think that's a good take i do they're all difference makers in their own way. And we just don't have the defensive IDL talent coming into the league. It just hasn't been there. It's been, it feels like it's been soft for what, three years now? Since, since 19. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 19 was special with Quinnen, Wilkins, Simmons, Simmons, Ed Oliver, Dexter Lawrence. I mean, that was, that was a really nice crop, but we, we, we see half of that, maybe on on maybe 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 one I would of those say types. Probably of less than
2: less than yeah. half of that.
1: Yeah, it's not that the was last
2: couple of years. That's a great point. It's
1: a great point. Those guys are getting paid, man. Not good for receivers, man. I'll tell you that. You're talking about your premier guys being Mike Thomas, Juju Smith, Schuster, Jacoby Myers.
2: It's a bad group. It's a Yikes. bad edge group
1: too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you don't have a player in tier one or tier two. And I, I, I Kyle, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, if you look at Mike Clay's rankings, he's got Jadavian Clowney number one as the top and edge I've, I've, guy. For four years, I've been sitting here talking about how Jadavian Clowney is not an answer for your football team. Uh, he well, can in be fairness, an
2: answer, but he's not the answer. as your other your quote unquote other starting edge guy that's going to play seventy five percent of the snaps and
3: get after the quarterback? Right. In fairness, Joe Kyle does have Jadavian Clowney as his top edge guy, just as, not uh, in first right. first two <laughs> buckets. So, just in fairness. <laughs>
2: I mean I, I think there's a legitimate argument to be made that Dewan Smoot and Samson Ebucom are the best two free agents to sign if you need a pass rusher.
1: Attractive. They're the most attractive, yes, to me for sure.
2: Because you, you've By got more than a one year one to two year lifeline here. Like you got Clowney, yeah. Marcus Davenport is talented. He's always been physically talented. It's putting it all together. Kyle Van Noy was good for the Chargers this year with, with um bosa missing time i thought van Noy played particularly well uh, but he's an older player melvin ingram's an older player who played in a limited role justin houston's an older player who played a limited role robert quinn's an older player who didn't get snaps for the eagles down the stretch chris is taking was time out here on the show i'm
3: using one of my, i'm using one of my three there's some disrespect going on in, in one of these one of these rankings
2: okay so you very you feel very strongly about this that you used to time out here.
3: Well, I do because I, I just think it's an oversight by you, and I think it's you're going to admit that it's an oversight. No, you, Der- you just don't have Derek Carr anywhere in your quarterback rankings, and I feel like that's just a gross yeah, oversight. you because know, he, he wasn't on Mike Clay's. <laughs> <I'm assuming laughs> because Mike Clay like put his list together. We've already assumed when,
1: he's a Jet, Chris. I, I, I feel mean, like that's gosh. a gross
3: oversight that he's not on the list at all. because yeah. Some people think thinking, about other things besides Derek Carr, you know? I see what you're doing. Thank you for doing okay. the being proper. No, whoa, that's disrespectful. Okay. <laughs> that's disrespectful. <laughs> ah. What's disrespectful? Um, I just wrote him Derek, in tier two. Derek should be above Gino. Um it's not a ranking. It's a tier. I will say, not a great year if you need a quarterback. If you <laughs> not a it great never year, should
1: baby. be. It never should be oh, when it comes to veterans, right? Man. Cause Lamar's in
3: tier one. He's he might go back. Gino, you have in tier two. He's probably going to go back. Derek, we put in Tier 2. Put him aside. He's going to be playing on a new team. Daniel Jones in New York, they're going to franchise tag him. So then you're like, Derek Carr in Tier 2, Jimmy Garoppolo in Tier 3, and then the entire Tier 4 bucket, which is just a bunch of just dudes. Okay, so now, now you have created Frankenstein's monster because what I am doing
2: now is I'm going back to the sheet that this lived in And I'm taking what I did at this time last year so that we can compare last year's free agency class at the exact same time of year to this year's free agency class. Is that what's going on on sheet two?
1: So you did this last year, the same experiment?
2: I I did this last year. Yes, this was a part of my offseason blueprint uh, for the Dolphins on the, the what would I do's.
1: Did you have them getting Tyree Kill, Connor Williams?
2: Teron uh, you know, Armstead? I did have them signing Teron Armstead and Connor Williams. I did not have them acquiring Tyree Kill.
1: Oh, you did? You had Connor. That's good. That's a good take. Turned out to be a good move.
3: Oh, for the Miami okay. Dolphins. All right. This is so, all right. All right. So here is
2: last year's rankings for you to compare and contrast. Is this a Redd- on sheet too? Yeah, Son Reddick so being a tier two.
3: one linebacker is a big win for you, Kyle. It's a big win. You know, you
2: know and so we we try to watch the tape here. So. Oh, yeah, this
3: looks a lot different, doesn't it? <laughs> I do enjoy, no offense to T.Y. Hilton, but next to T.Y. Hilton in this sheet, it just says oh, old.
2: Oh, yeah. Because this was a Dolphins project, so I had all my notes. Sorry, <laughs> T.Y. So T.Y. had, the note was oh, old. come on <laughs> with Sammy. <laughs> yeah, Sammy Watkins' Sammy was LOL was, was the caption
3: there. So have, not a great not a great offseason if you needed a running back. And I think that panned out because I don't look at any of these guys and say that. I mean the, the, the best re-signing
2: or the best signing for any free agent running back from the twenty twenty two offseason was Mostert. Like eleven hundred yards.
3: Well the Falcons bringing back Cordell Patterson feels like a big win. <laughs> Felt like a big dub for them. Yeah,
2: but he never hit free agency. Okay. He's a re signing. That's fine. He's a and get me into my my fine print notes here.
3: Evan Ingram and Hayden Hurst are pretty two good tier two tight ends. That was that worked out. Yeah, those, yeah, out they, those were teams. both home runs. Those yeah, those both yeah. worked. And you contrast Al Rob- that Allen Robinson in tier one is probably a, probably an L. You know, I didn't put this up here for me to
2: roast to, to roast Kyle. Well, that's just more the, the spirit of the value of free agency and and I I will say. I think the the thing that stands out the most when you look at both years is the void that generally exists in Tier 1 and Tier 2 for your premier, hallmark, offensive skill players. You got two good running backs this year. Running back Tier twos kind with a couple of guys, but th- those are players that the teams generally have a surplus. But there have not been good wide receivers that have actively hit the market or quarterbacks that have actively hit the market, which is exactly what you would expect. We I mean have think one about tier it. one quarterback that's scheduled to hit free agency the last two years, and it's Lamar who's
3: probably gonna get the franchise tag. Think about this, Kyle. When we talk about important positions to build on your on your team, we think of offensive tackle, we think of corner, we think of edge. You don't have a tier one player in any of those buckets for this year. Yeah. Those are pillar positions that you have to build, and you don't have a tier one player in free agency. Well, there's no there's, there's no
2: tier one corners either. The top corners are right. Brad, Bradbury, Pat Pete, Cameron Sutton, and Byron Murphy. A couple of nickel
3: guys. So no tier one corner, no tier one edge, no tier one interior offensive lineman or, or offensive tackle. Tough, keep tough living. Mind, if those are the keep positions, keep that in mind you with need. your mock
2: drafts. Right. There's a reason why those teams get or those positions t- tend to get drafted early. Great point. Because the good ones don't hit the market.
3: No, they just, they're, they're either, they're the good drafted ones and get traded before right.
2: they hit the market and right. sign with
1: a new team. Instead, Connor McGovern jets version and Cowboys version hitting free agency in the same year that we weekend. I, I was very tickled to put them right <laughs> next to each other. Yeah, we can't have that.
3: Yeah, that's there's they play the same there's no position. Too, that's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> they play the same spot.
2: Hey, Real quick, the Tier 2 offensive linemen that are available in this year's free agency crop I think are very, very good players, though.
3: If you have some holes to fill, these players can fill those holes, for sure.
2: Isaac Ciamalo, Ben Powers, and Dalton Risner on the inside. And Orlando Brown Jr., Kayla McGarry, and Andrew Wiley at tackle.
1: Yo, I like Nate Davis. Would you put him in Tier 2? Um... Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think he's it. as good as those other players. No, I think he's in a different tier. That's fair. That's fair. I think there's probably there might be a better case to put McGlinchey in the tier two tackles. He just needs to play consistently. Well, this was interesting, Kyle.
3: Kyle, Excellent. Excellent, excellent.
2: You know, I did spend a lot of work time on this. I said I want to bring it into my friends and talk to my friends. I didn't want to tip off what my off-season blueprint was. Although Joe seen a fifty-three minute roster
3: projection. For yeah, the Dolphins. I've seen it all. Seen as it if, all. As if as if sharing it with Joe is going to impact what the, the like Joe has no say. Well, no, but oh, yes, I want to. It's going to be big content.
1: It's going to be big content. I will, for me. I so, will call okay. the Miami Dolphins and tell them. Wow, with a strongly worded. Right. Somebody, somebody said to me on Twitter that I got to do a better job of holding uh, McDermott and being accountable. I was like, yeah, you know, the next time we have an accountability meeting, I'll, I'll be sure to get <laughs> a stern know. talking <laughs> right. to. Let them know. <laughs> well.
2: Oh, man. is. The <sighs> We want to roll out of here we want to do
1: yeah vic?
3: yeah you know yeah, we'll we save don't have vic. enough time yeah, yeah
1: we can't start you. vic we got 10 minutes before yeah, the yeah, yeah. staff meeting and well, i know i mean that's we'll okay. get we'll say get to it, it tomorrow say, uh, we'll uh tomorrow we're not going to get to it tomorrow chris it's going to be next week oh that's right we're doing a mock draft tomorrow on the show yeah, yeah. chris or chris that's all right baby yeah can't wait
2: baby kyle krabs joe marino chris uber thanks to our friends over at Ben online for their continued support of the show We hope you guys have a great Wednesday. We'll talk with you all tomorrow. As we said, mock draft time. So plan accordingly. We will see you then.
0: Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com. Or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by.